Hey, y'all, aren't we all looking for the best way to market our books? Today, I'm so excited to welcome my friend Nadine Mullings to the podcast. Nadine is the founder and CEO of Nadine Mullings Marketing Agency and the host of the Women, Faith, and Business podcast. I was recently blessed to be a guest on her show, and I can't wait to share that episode with you when it comes out soon. I was referred by a friend to sign up for Nadine's Marketing Summit earlier this year and was blown away by her passion for serving women of faith and business to market and promote their books, their businesses, both online and offline using spirit-led marketing strategies. So today she's here to share about her best BEST marketing system for authors, and I can't wait for you to hear all about it. So let's get to it. Hi, I'm Kim Stewart, and this is the Book Marketing Mania podcast. Let's learn and share together what's working now to meet new readers, market your message, and make a bigger impact online. Hey, Nadine, welcome to the Book Marketing Mania podcast. So excited to be here. Thank you so much for the invite, Kim. Me too. So my listeners heard all about you in my introduction, but I wanted to ask, would you share a fun fact about yourself? Sure. A fun fact that I think most people don't know about me is that I'm a big foodie. (laughs) I love food, but the weird thing is I'm trying to be vegan. So it's like hard to love food. And there's certain foods that I don't eat. Like I don't eat pork. I don't eat shrimp. I don't eat certain food. So it's hard to be a big foodie when you have such diet restrictions, but I tend to to be one. I used to actually host an event when I was in Atlanta called Dine Around Atlanta. And it was all about going to different international restaurants to experience international food. So I'm just an overall big foodie. Well, I love to eat food, but I wouldn't call myself a foodie, but my husband is. So he would appreciate that for sure. Um, And also we just had a recent episode about how our different Enneagram numbers approach book marketing. Do you know what your Enneagram number is? It's actually a primary one. Oh, okay. My guest, Misty Phillip, on episode nine is also a one. Um, I just find it so intriguing to learn everybody's Enneagram numbers. And I keep thinking I'm going to have to go back and maybe just do an episode and introduce all my guests I've had so far and their Enneagram numbers uh, and what they have to say about book marketing. So I find that fascinating. Okay, so you know, both of us just love to geek out and our sweet spot is marketing. Um, Since this is the Book Marketing Mania podcast, you know, our listeners are nonfiction authors, and they may be um, launching their books, they may just be writing their books and growing their platforms. Uh, Maybe they're wanting to meet new readers and get new eyes on old books. And so that's what I wanted to dig in with Nadine today is just to talk about your best marketing system. I know you're, you're a big proponent of kind of honing it down to a 90-day plan. So we don't just kind of look at this big, you know, over the course of, you know, the next 30 days, we got to do with all these things also not like over the next year, like we can just really hone in on a certain timeline to do that in. So I'm just going to let you kind of take it away. And I have lots of questions, I'm sure along the way, but just start kind of filling us in on where you see God leading us um, in our marketing plans for our books. Yeah, definitely. Um, One of the signature systems that I always talk about is having a best content marketing system. 
And that really is something that applies to um, entrepreneurs and business owners and specifically authors. And having content out there that's sharing what your book is about, giving people snippets is always going to be key when you're marketing your book. So the best content marketing system is actually an acronym where the B stands for blogging, the E stands for email, the S stands for social media, and the T stands for text message marketing. So I'll break each one of these down specifically as it applies to authors. So something really good about blogging, which is the B in the best content marketing system is um, having a blog is a great way to create a book because I know a lot of people actually use their blogging content. And then after years of blogging, realize they actually have content for a book. So if you were in a space of not ever creating your book and you were looking for existing content, you can always start with your blog. What have you already written? You know, and then of course you'd have to edit it, revise it, make it flow for a book when it comes to blogging. But the first tip would be if you don't have a book, but you're a blogger and you've put an you've uh, put a lot of content out there, you probably have a book that exists in your blog. You just need to edit that content to create a book. So that is for someone who doesn't have a book. For someone who does have a book, a blog is also a great way to promote your book. So there are, um, I'm sure, key things that you talk about in your book that you can create blog posts on, right? So if you talk about a particular strategy or a tactic or tool or technique, write a blog post about it. At the end of the blog post, you can say, if you'd like more um, assistance or you'd like to go deeper on this subject, definitely check out my XYZ book and then link it to Amazon, right? So a perfect way to continuously put content uh, out there about your book and strategically sell your book. So it's a subtle selling because you're giving them information, tips, tools, techniques from the book. And then you're just telling them at the end of the blog post, hey, if you want to go deeper, if you're interested, I have a book available and link it to whether it's your Amazon page, if you have a book page that you're selling it on, link it to the appropriate page and then they can purchase the book if they want to um, go deeper. I've seen that you know, happen a lot with people. So think of the B in the best content marketing as your blog. It really is the home on uh, your website for your content. The E in the best marketing system is email. Email is still one of the most powerful sources online to sell. People will more likely purchase something from an email versus social media. Um, so email is still, still super powerful and having an email list of people that are interested in your content and what you have to say is still an important asset for an entrepreneur, business owner, or author. Um, So as an author, using that email list to stay in communication with the people that love the work that you do in the world. So the content that you put out on your blog, because I kind of treat it like a system, should Mm -hmm. also be emailed to your email list. So if you have a blog that's offering a tip or tool or technique, you can also put a link in your email to that blog post. And again, it's going to then lead them to actually purchase the book. So it really is kind of a system and using email, the E in best as a communication tool. So it's a way to stay communicating with your audience, um, to stay consistent. It's one of the things that people struggle with, with, with Mm -hmm. um, marketing is how do I stay consistent by emailing consistently? Then you're on a rhythm of communicating with the people that um, like your content and have, Mm -hmm. have opted in 
important to receive information. So email is a really key part um, as an author, as a part of your best content marketing system. The S, as I mentioned, is social media. So you can't ignore social media because it's so powerful and so big. And it is a way to create an audience and to really nurture the audience that already likes you and follows you. So really finding those key platforms that resonate with you. I find a lot of people want to be on all the things, right? All the platforms. So they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook. Unless you have a huge social media team, I would avoid that. If you're a solopreneur or you have a small team, pick one platform that you're going to focus on, that primary platform that you're going to show up every day, engage and be a superstar in. Pick that platform based on two things. I always teach two things that you pick the platform on is your type of business. What type of business do you have? You know, when it comes to your book, um, is it more visual? You know, if it's a visual book and there's lots of great images, I have a client where her um, husband is a photographer and throughout the book, she has a lot of her his um photography so mm-hmm. those visuals will be nice to be on platforms like instagram or pinterest those are very visual right so pick the platform that's really going to showcase your book the best if your book is more educational or maybe media driven Uh, platforms like Twitter or LinkedIn is a better platform to really focus on. So think about the content and the the content of your book or the type of businesses that you have, I usually say, and pick the right platform for that. The second reason you pick a certain platform is your audience. Is your audience on that platform? So for example, TikTok, is super popular right now. Um, But you really have to gauge, is my audience really on TikTok? And do they want to receive this type of content on TikTok? TikTok tends to be a fun platform, you know? So if your brand or your book is fun and engaging and you can share your content in a fun and engaging way from your book, then, and, and TikTok really resonates with you and you feel you can show up well on TikTok, then you pick TikTok. You don't pick TikTok because it's popular. You don't pick TikTok because it's what everyone else is doing, that is not a good strategy. So the two key things I always say, really think about your book in the case of the authors, um, your business as an entrepreneur, and uh, pick which platform is going to do best for your book or your business. And then the second piece is where your audience is. Is your audience really on that platform? So those will be the two key things that I really talk about when it comes to social media, and specifically if you're marketing a book. If you have a cookbook, that just dropped in my 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 spirit was like, you know, the the um, pictures, if you have a cookbook that has amazing pictures of the recipes, oh my gosh, Pinterest will be a perfect platform for you, right? Or Instagram will be a perfect platform for you. So really think about what makes sense. Don't go, and this is also when I talk about being spirit-led, um, don't just go with the crowd, right? Go with what your spirit is telling you makes sense for you. And I'll give you an example for me me, um, everyone told me I needed to be on Instagram. For years, I was told I need to be on Instagram. And I just didn't feel led to be on that platform. I did not feel led to be on that platform at all. But it wasn't until 2020. So just 
in fact, I'm just like fresh on Instagram one year. The last month was one year on Instagram. It wasn't until 2020 that I really felt in my spirit, it's time to be on Instagram. It's time to be on the platform. So don't feel like you need to have first movers advantage and be on all the popular platforms. Really be spirit led as to what makes sense for you and for your business or for your book when it comes to choosing platforms too. So I know I shared a lot about social media. The last one is T for the best content marketing system, and that is text message marketing. So what I love about text message marketing is that it is um, almost like an open sea, right? Social media is crowded. It's like so much going on. The minute you jump on a platform, there's notifications, there's posts. You kind of start going down this deep hole of all the stuff on that platform. Um, but text message is clean, right? Text messages, most of the time you're getting a text message from friends and family. It's pretty clean. And if someone opts in, because it's still an opt-in, like how people opt in for your email, if someone opts in to see you, to um, request your text messages, um, they've opted in to, to communicate with you in an environment that is not noisy, in an environment where 95% uh, of the text messages that you send, people actually see and read within the first three minutes. That's how powerful text message marketing really is. And a lot of people are starting to realize that now. And you're seeing more and more people saying, oh, text us at whatever number and use this key code to get onto their list because they're realizing that is a powerful way for you to communicate with people. So as an author, maybe if you have like an inspirational book and you want to say we share inspirational text messages um, every Monday, if you'd like to get a text from us with an inspirational quote uh, that comes from your book, um, if you'd like to get inspirational messages, you know, whatever's relevant for your book that would make sense to do a text message campaign and connect with people on text messaging is a great way to market your book, right? And market the content from your book. And maybe uh, once out of the month, there's a, a link to order the book for more quotes, more inspiration, whatever the case may be. But it is really a great communication um, avenue that more and more marketers are starting to use. Um, and, and it really is effective. And it is an opt-in. So again, this is not where you're randomly just texting people, they have opted in to receive that communication with you through text, through the texting channel. So really quick as a recap, best content marketing system, my signature system really focuses on using blogging, email, social media, and text message marketing to market your book. Those will be the key ways and you can actually use them all connected. Or if one of those don't resonate with you, you can pick the ones that resonate with you and use those ones. Yeah, especially that you can pick with the ones you want. So let me ask you uh, back to the B for blogging is, you know, you talked about people think email's dead, but I've also heard blogging is dead. So I'd just love to hear your thoughts on what you're seeing with blogging nowadays and, and how it can still be effective at selling our books. Yeah, blogging definitely is not dead. It's like whenever you hear something is dead, it's the opposite. It's not dead, <laughs> right? Blogging is not dead. And the main reason I say that is it houses your content on your website. Social media is a post that probably lasts 24 hours, 48 hours, maybe 72 hours if it's good on a certain platform. Pinterest has more of a long 
a longer tail, but most mm-hmm. other platforms, your post is going to last just 24, 48 or 72 hours. Your blog posts with that content will last for years and exist online and people will be able to find that content and you can refer back to that content for years. So there's power in having that content on a blog versus social media long form posts because of how long that lives. People can come in content and it gives you the most traffic to your website. A large percentage, when I look at my Google analytics of people reaching my website is through a blog post. Mm -hmm. It's a blog post that I have posted on social media and they came back to my site to read the entire blog post. So I would say blogging is not dead because it is where you house your long-term, your long-form content, and it lasts for years. You don't want to give that up for a social media post that lasts 24, 72 hours the most. Mm -hmm. So that's why blogging is not dead. It's also not dead because it drives traffic to your website. A lot of people always ask me, how do I get more traffic to my website? I'm not getting a lot of traffic to my website. Blogging is the, the strategy that you use to get people to your website. You pay for this amazing, awesome website that looks great. And if nobody's going there, what's the point? So when they go there and the traffic goes in, they read your blog post. Now they also see your services tab, your products tab, your book that you're selling, right? So it is driving them to your home. And so the blog is the path to do that. So blogging is not dead. The third and final reason that I will say blogging is not dead is the fact that you can make it your own. I always talk about making things your own. Mm -hmm. Uh, Blogging can be a visual blog where you're just uh, putting pictures, you know, again, if you have like a art book or a recipe book, those pictures on that blog is, uh, that's going to be key, right? So you make it your own. So it could be pictures, it could be written word. I think back in the days, and a lot of times we think a blog is just written word. I teach blogging as um, all forms, uh, pictures, words, and even audio. For example, the podcast. If you have Mm -hmm. a podcast, it can actually live on your blog. Some people separate and say it's a podcast section, but it could actually also live on your blog as audio content. So your content could be audio, it could be written, it could be um, visual videos, it could be pictures, make it your own and drive traffic to your website on your blog. So it's not dead. Yeah, that's great. And I I think that's a good reminder for our audience. A lot of them have been blogging for many years and they may or may not have taken the content and put it into a book. Like you said, that's such a great way to do it, even if it's mm-hmm. just a free ebook you offer to your subscribers, right? There's just yeah. all that great content. Um, yeah. But I think we do. We've always thought of it as like, you're kind of like pushing it out, right? You're just, you're just, you just, it's like an obligation, right? You got to write a blog post and push it out, but they don't think about what, what you're doing to bring people in, that it can attract people to your website and have amazing results with SEO. And let's go curate your content that's sitting there and let's figure out yep. these gems. Um, and especially going back when you do launch a book and going back and figuring out how can I link my book to some of these old posts that, Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're popular, maybe they're not, but they definitely re- you know apply to my book. So I think that's those are great, great yeah. reminders on the B for blogging. So I'm glad you covered mm-hmm. that because I, I was definitely mm-hmm. wanting to ask you about that. So let's talk about email. I know that our listeners, a lot of times, they've set the goal for um, having a book 
traditionally published and mm-hmm. the traditional publishers typically look at your email list size and they kind of mm-hmm. give you a number of what they're hoping to see on your subscriber list. And so I'd just love to hear your thoughts on all of that. Cause I know just because you have a big list doesn't mean you have a list of book buyers, right? You can have a really yeah. small list and they can be super engaged and, and super mm-hmm. active and buy everything you want to share about. So I'd love just to hear of some of the things that you're seeing authors do to engage their email list and just um, focus on that. Um, I know you're a big proponent of quality over quantity. So I'd just love to hear any tips you have to share about email. Yeah. So the first tip on email is consistency. I hear so many people say, oh, I have an email list, but I haven't really reached out to them in months. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. So you want to be consistent and consistently a way to be consistent is to think of a cadence that you can easily keep up with. So if weekly is going to make sense for you to reach out to your email list and you're providing value uh, weekly, then make sure you're consistent in always sending an email out to your email list every week with valuable information. So I think that would be um, one of the key things with email and and why it works is the consistency. So definitely make sure that's one of the things that you're doing with your email. And to answer your question about the size of the list, I never really like when people come at you with that question, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, how large is your email list? Because exactly what you said is so true. It's not the quantity, it's the quality of that email list. You have people that have thousands of people on their email list and that email list is not engaged. People Mm -hmm. do not open it. They do not connect with it. And then you have people that really have small and mighty lists, 500 people, less than a thousand people, and their open rates are through the roof. So it really is more about the quality than the quantity. So making sure that you're building an email list of people who are interested in your content. That is what makes it quality, right? They're interested in your content. Um, So whatever the content is in the book that you've um, published, you know, make sure that you have uh, lead magnets or key things that are related to that content. So when you're sending out the emails, people are interested in opening it because that's how they met you and that's how they know you, right? So it really is quality over quantity. I will take someone with a 500 email list of people that are engaged, open, click, look at their content than someone with a thousand and hardly anyone is engaging with that. So um, I don't like to focus on or even like to too much ask people, oh, what's the size of your email list? I know publishers do things Mm -hmm. like that, but I really feel like um, it's quality. It really is. Yeah, that's great. And then on S for social media. So I think you kind of answered some of the questions I was asking about how, you know, how do you pick between all the different places you can be posting and Mm -hmm. active on? And I just wanted to reiterate what you said, because I think it's so important about, you know, you're picking the platform, obviously, that that you're going to be active on, that that your target readers are active on, really importantly, right? But I think even drilling down to what you said about making sure that that platform is where they want to receive your content on. So, you know, you Mm -hmm. might be active on like a TikTok, you might be active on it, your your readers might be active on it, but they may be pursuing the, you know, crazy dance videos that you're not doing, and that's not how you're sharing God's word. Some people yep. do it fabulously that way, right? But maybe your readers aren't, and that's okay to be able to say that's not for me, even though my yep. readers are there and I'm there for fun. Um, it's not going to be my primary focus for sharing about my book and my yeah. ministry and business. Um, so I think that's such a great tip. Yeah. And one other thing I want to 
add, Kim, to that, because you mentioned a word that I've been leaning into a lot lately when it comes to social media is fun. Uh Make your marketing fun. So you really don't necessarily want it to be stale and boring, but what really would make your personality shine? So if you're the type of person that shines on video, make sure you're doing things that are video related. Maybe you in a YouTube channel will be amazing for you. I have a a friend and colleague who has over 80,000 followers on her YouTube channel because she shines on YouTube. She makes you feel like you're talking to her, you know, like you're, she's an old friend. Mm -hmm. Her personality really shines through YouTube. So it just made sense that she created such an amazing audience of 80,000 people on YouTube that are engaging. It's not just about the number. They're actually engaging and liking and commenting on her videos. Um, So maybe that, that is, you know, a good platform for you. If um, your personality is more leaning towards audio, like I love podcasts and I Mm -hmm. probably would pick audio over video because sometimes I feel like I'm just caught up with the visual, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I need it to Mm -hmm. look this way. Oh, the camera needs to be this high. Oh, the lighting and all the things, (laughs) right? But if you shine on audio and people are like, man, I just love to hear you speak. I know this one podcast where the host, just her voice alone, it's like, man, her voice was made for radio, Mm -hmm. for podcasting. Her voice is so soothing and calming. So she shines on audio. So where can you really have fun? Where Mm -hmm. do you show up in the essence of yourself? So make it less about, I have to do this for marketing, but make it fun. Make it something that you're picking because it's fun for you to do. And it really showcases you as a person, you as an author. Oh gosh. Yes. My heart needed that. Cause I really struggle with those <laughs> things too. Hey, I wanted to ask you real quick. Um, and this could probably be a whole episode in itself, but I do want to at least ask you, I know you do something and I just need to set my alarm weekly to get on there on Friday mornings on clubhouse. I'd love to mm. just kind of hear a brief overview of what you've seen happening on clubhouse. And if you've seen authors sharing their message there and meeting new readers there. Yeah, I'd love to share about Clubhouse. I'm a baby to Clubhouse. I I have an Android, hashtag team Android. So I'm just new because they just opened up that platform to Android Uh a couple months ago. So I have plenty of colleagues and friends that have been on the platform probably for a big, uh, a whole year before I have and said, has been talking a lot about this audio social media platform being Clubhouse. I just joined a couple months ago and really felt led to start something called Faith Fridays. And Faith Fridays really is an opportunity for believers to come together Friday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to really focus on God's will, God's way, and God's word, right? What is God's will, way, and word for our life and specifically as believers in business for our business? So we read scripture, we read a devotional, we pray, and that's how we start the day on Friday. So I really felt led and, you know, I always talk about being spirit led when it comes Mm -hmm. to your marketing strategies. I felt led to join this audio platform and mainly probably because I feel audio is my thing. I like audio, you know, Mm -hmm. I like that. That's why I have a podcast. I like um, actually the audio, um, the ability to do things on audio. So I felt led to start uh, Faith Friday on Clubhouse. I have visited other Clubhouse rooms. I can't say I'm an avid Clubhouse person Mm -hmm. to really speak on Clubhouse or an expert in Clubhouse. But one tip I will say that really works and and, um, 
is a, a room that I've been to before is establishing joy. And the woman who's, who hosts the, the room, it's actually Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. So she's an hour earlier than me, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard <laughs> Time. And it really is about establishing your joy. And joy is an acronym for Jesus, others, and you. And mm. she talks about in the room, what are you doing intentionally today to to deepen your relationship with Jesus? What are you doing intentionally today to help others, the O and joy? And what are you doing intentionally today for yourself so you can have self-care? So she really talks about that in the room and she has a joy planner. Mm. So the reason why this is a good strategy for authors is she does, every time I've been in the room, she does mention, hey, if you want to take this seriously and really go to another level with deepening your establishing joy every day, I have a, an establishing joy planner. Go to establishingjoy.com, whatever the name of her website is, and purchase the planner. So that is a great example for your audience of how they could potentially use the audio social media platform Clubhouse as an author. Create a room that's the title of your book or associated with the title of your book. Uh, use that to just serve. Help people, you know, every week or whatever the schedule is for you. Hers is Monday through Friday. And uh, it drops the seeds in them about what your book is mm -hmm. about, about how your book can help them. And she does it very subtly. It's not a big push or plug for her book. She basically is just saying, if you desire to go deeper with this work of establishing joy every day, I have a planner that can help you to go deeper on this work. And it's just all audio. It's just, mm -hmm. a, a, as we all know, Clubhouse is an audio social media platform. So you don't see the video. It's mm -hmm. not about pictures. It's just about listening to the person as they speak on the stage. Um, so that would be an example of mm -hmm. how you as an author can use the Clubhouse platform and subtly um, sell your book, but provide tons of value. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, to have some some rooms around your content. And my goodness, it's 6 a.m. Eastern. That's 5 a.m. my time. <laughs> I better not be on video because it ain't going to be pretty. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. That's what okay. I like about Clubhouse. You could be in your pajamas. You can be <laughs> Faith Friday. Most of the time, I haven't even gotten up yet. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm just well, reading I'm the devotional. alarm Because I'm always up at that time. I just don't, I need to put it on my phone. That's the only way things happen, right? If I get an alarm on my phone. So I'll definitely have to join you there. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's talk about texting because I'm I'm really interested in this, and I know our our listeners will be too. Because you know the only way I've ever used that is um, for authors, I should say, is you know at, like when they're having speaking events, and so they mm. want to capture the email addresses of the people yeah. in attendance, and so they'll you know they'll offer a freebie, or like for me that when I've attended summits, especially over this last year, there've been so many summits, right? I love mm. to get like an email, I mean, a text reminder to say, hey, don't forget mm -hmm. XYZ session is about to come on. Or even like through Clubhouse, mm -hmm. the people that have messaged me that way to say, hey, we're opening up this room, come and join us. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I haven't ever seen anybody really do it in a ongoing basis, like what you're talking mm -hmm. about. And I think mm -hmm. so many of our listeners would be love to do that because they share, you know, verses and like you said, the um, images and just different things. But mm -hmm. can you just share a little bit? I was like, we want to make sure we're not texting somebody every day unless they've asked for it. Right. And I know they do have to opt into it, but mm -hmm. I would just love to hear. Yeah. How, how they can go beyond just getting their, their email address out of using texting. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you mentioned those two other ways, because I teach on those two other ways too. And you see that 
a lot because a lot of times authors are also speakers, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're on the stage and the easiest thing, people always have their phone, right? They may not be in front of their computer, but they have their phone. So a lot of times a speaker after they speak will say, oh, I'd love to give you a free XYZ, just text BEST to Mm -hmm. 3133. So people grab their phone and they text BEST to 3133. When they do that, a lot of times the prompt will be, um, what's your email address? So the Mm -hmm. next text will say, what's your email? email address, they send their email address and says, thank you, you will receive your download for whatever. And that is an opt-in to build your text message list. So that now is saying you've opted in to receive communication and you'll maybe have like a little notification that um, this also opts you in to receive, you know, you set the standards so they know Mm -hmm. what they're signing up for one notification every two weeks or something like that. So you definitely want them to be aware of what they're opting into. Um, And then the reminders, that is another thing that I teach about too. It's great reminders for appointments, great reminders when you're at an event that you can send those text messages. So I love that you shared those two examples. But what I also like to teach about is going a little bit further than those basic opt-ins and reminders by treating it similar to how you treat your email, really create text message campaigns. So again, consistently keeping you top of mind, but you really want to make sure that you do it in a way that is tactful, that you do it in a way that um, won't annoy people. So a lot of it has to do with frequency. For example, I'm on an email Uh, a text message list for a pastor Mm -hmm. and it's very, he doesn't send it that often, but it's always uplifting and an encouraging motivational message. You know, it might be like God was thinking about you, praying about you, God loves you and, you know, have an amazing day or something along those lines. Right. And it can simply have a a little link in that text message to his website. So you can always link back to more content, link back if you want to order something, but it's all about strategy. Each one of these, blogging, email, social text is the strategy that you put in place to utilize that to market your book. So I think the key thing with doing it more campaign-like with text message marketing is being aware of the frequency. So you're not um, texting people frequently. And Mm -hmm. it also usually gives a disclosure that they can text stop or usually it's Mm -hmm. stop to stop receiving text messages. Um, Being aware of the type of content that you're sharing when you're texting, making sure that it's valuable, just like everything else Mm -hmm. in the system is valuable content. For texting, also keeping it very short so even brief, you know, really brief, like 140 characters or less, mm-hmm. that might even be a lot. So keep it very brief and then just be consistent and put the value out there and um, provide links so they can also get to more information will be some of the key things if you want to do a text message campaign. Now, that's a great way to round up your best marketing system. So blogging, email, social, and texting. Um, That's such a great breakdown of all those. And I know we can use them all, or like you said, we might want to pick and choose just depending on um, what our assignment is right now, which I know you're a big proponent of being in alignment with God's assignment for us. Mm -hmm. And I so appreciate that. So let's talk about uh, a 90-day marketing plan. So once we've kind of got, we know kind of what, what, which of the best marketing pieces we're going to use, if not all of them. Um, and then how can we just really focus on the next 90 days and what we're going to get done and make sure um, we stay on track with that? Yeah, I love that question because I always teach about 90 days because 
um, a couple of years ago, I used to help my clients create like six month plans or 12 month mm-hmm. plans. And it tended to be like slightly overwhelming, like we're mm-hmm. planning for the entire 12 months or we're planning for six months and so much can change in your business, in your life. So a bite size of 90 days can be so powerful in planning and it's a quarter. So just quarterly planning for your business of what you need to do um, to market your business. So I always like to teach my clients, let's just focus on the next 90 days. What do we need to focus on to market your book in the next 90 days? What are the key things that we need to um, do? Whether it's, you know, what are the blog posts? If you want to put out two blog posts per month, what are the key blog posts that you're going to put out for the next 90 days? Um, Your email marketing campaigns, when are you going to send those? Actually schedule it, have a date. I always say if it's not scheduled, it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So schedule it in your calendar. Make sure you have a date for when your emails are going to go out. Um, Really put together a content calendar for your social media. What's the key pieces of content that you're going to put out on social media in the next 90 days? And then the same thing with your text message campaigns. What are the key things that you're going to text about and what's the frequency for your text campaigns? And then you have a complete plan. In fact, I created a whole planner. <laughs> Wouldn't you know? Good. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you next. So yeah, share us about your 90-day planner. Yeah, so it's called the BEST, B-E-S-T is an acronym marketing planner. It's a 90-day guide to help you master your marketing and grow your business. I'm showing it. I know we're we're on audio, (laughs) um, but you can actually pick it up on Amazon as well. Um, You know, you can just search my name, Nadine Mullings, and you'll be able to link to the planner. And it really is just a paperback. It's a written form of actually writing it down in a calendar, getting clear about what that activity needs to be and writing it down. And there's power in writing things down. And that's why I made sure it was not just a digital mm-hmm. format of the planner, but a physical planner. Um, if you, I do have a digital version that you can print and write it. But if you get the actual book, you can write in the planner for the next 90 days of what your marketing plan is going to be. I think that's um, going to be so helpful for our listeners because I know a lot of times, again, if they're if they're in launch season, they probably have a ninety day plan of they're launching their books. But you know, when they're not in launch season, they're still having ninety day pieces of this is how I'm going to keep marketing my yeah. book to new readers. Or if they haven't even got the book yet, they have a ninety day plan of maybe they're building all their content or building their email list and um, figuring out which social platforms are going to work for them or the text campaigns. I love that you know just take it in those bite sized pieces. It helps us not be so overwhelmed. So I want to ask you about your uh, because you do host a podcast and mm-hmm. you obviously are an advocate for podcasting. I know mm-hmm. with your clients, do you anticipate adding a P? onto the end of best, or do you see that kind of fitting Mm -hmm. into the B? (laughs) I definitely see it fitting into the B because like I said before, you make the blogging your own. It really is just um, content, right? Uh Uh, It's a place on your website where you host your content. So your content could be audio content. It could be written content. It could be video content. That's the way that I define a blog. Mm -hmm. So if you have a podcast, you are audio blogging, right? Mm -hmm. If you choose that type of content as your key content, um, I, I put that under the B of blogging and you're blogging on audio content instead of written content. So the podcasting is definitely not an addition to the best. It's a part of the best and it falls under B for blogging. 
Oh, that's so great. Well, that's what, yeah, I wanted to make sure, because I know so many people, like, again, it's some of the people that have been blogging for years and years and years, and they have kind of stopped, but yet they think a podcast is just one more thing. So it's nice to kind of, no, just remember it's under that column. It's still just the content you're wanting to put out. It just looks a little bit different or sounds a little bit different. Podcast. Oh gosh. Well, this has been so good, Nadine. So I would love for you, if you have any resources you'd like to share with our listeners or any parting words, I'd love to hear any encouragement from you or, or just how they can best connect with you online? Yeah, I would say um, the best way to really be successful in marketing is to have a plan. <laughs> I always mm-hmm. advocate and talk about the importance of planning. So I have a resource where it teaches you two powerful ways to market your business. So if they go to my website, which is nadinemullings.com slash power, that actually is an opt-in to receive the um the checklist and information with the two powerful ways to market your business. So that really will teach you what those two powerful ways are. Oh, good. And we'll definitely put that in the show notes as well as your website and how people can connect with you um, and how they can also check out your web, your uh, podcast, which I love so much, the Women, Faith <laughs> and Business podcast. If, I so appreciate your time today, Nadine. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your best marketing system. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, goodness, y'all. That was a lot of information, wasn't it? I hope you learned as much as I did. And I'd love to hear where your marketing focus is in the best marketing system. Is it blogging? Is it email? Is it social? Or is it text? Send me a message on Instagram at Kim Stew Inspired. I cannot wait to hear. And that's all for now. And I will see you next week.